It's The Daily Talk Show, episode 76. Hello, everyone. Uh, what advice, Tommy, would you give to someone if they said, thinking about starting a podcast? Um, start. So, one of my best mates, he didn't tell me this, yeah. but he told James, yeah. my other best mate, mm-hmm. that he wants to do this podcast and he's, I need a space and, you know, I, I, I've got to get all these things together. And I haven't talked to him yet. I'm going to send him a message today. Which mate? Do I know Kel, him? yeah. Kel. Yeah, okay. We That's live together in Shepparton. Yeah, copywriter Kel. He's a seriously good broadcaster. Like, he, in terms of radio style, mm-hmm. great. Knows how to anchor, knows how to fucking, you know, present, knows how to talk, interview. And nothing's stopping him from doing this podcast except him. And I just want to give him a, a message to say, dude, I heard your idea. Fucking do it. Yeah. I'll help you in any way. It's it's so simple though. Mm-hmm. Like I think if you are go- if you're wanting to start one, start one. D- don't worry too much about simple it. Simple as in his idea is simple, or podcasting is simple. I think podcasting is simple, and yeah. it's uh, at a okay. refined. Fo- I think maybe because we've come from video, <laughs> yeah, you could have so many things going at once. But st- I don't know. Start small if you're going to. Just literally start small. We don't edit anything in this podcast. That's the big... I think that the biggest element that makes this doable is not having to edit. It's the exact same thing with video, right? Like Mm. if we were... um, The videos that I made for YouTube, the ones where it's like me talking is great because it doesn't require much Mm. editing. I cut out a little bit here and there, but it's not like I'm building narrative with B-roll and fucking Mm. going crazy with it. If you feel like you've been jolted into a conversation, it's because we were talking and getting some really great stuff before we hit the. We weren't even button. talking about podcasting. We we're just talking about sort of. So you're working on a little doc at the moment, uh, yeah. And there just there seems to be um, a lot of people making stuff, or a lot mm. of people finally feels like we've hit a point. Whereas you know, if um, you know, podcasting is what fourteen years old or something now, yeah. Um, you know, 13, 14 years old. And um, what I find so surprising is just how long it's taken to got to get where it is today. Mm. But I would say if you're listening right now and you have an idea... Send money. You send money. No, <laughs> no, no. no just, just do it. Do the podcast because yeah. there, there is a tipping point right now. And there is, the reason why... I reached out and said, hey, let's do this podcast. You know, initially, we were talking about, you know, what can we do? We we're talking about like YouTube was our big thing at the beginning of the year, right? Mm. And then I saw, okay, there is a big increase in uh, um, like uh, Google Home, like fucking, what is it called? Okay, Google, the like yeah. Google Home, Amazon's, Alexa, all of these audio devices. Talk. Yeah. And so, and what that means is that not only is it data input, but it's also like everyone's getting speakers in their home. Mm. So they're going, and I know when I had got Sonos for the first time, you just want to have content to play. Mm. And it's definitely, if you look at Spotify, we should be on, um, I just got an update from Simplecast where we host, we should be spotify in the next month which would be great so that's cool will they put all our episodes onto it i wonder yeah yeah i think it should be all and so then people can listen to music and they can listen to podcasts my point is Mm. that there feels like uh, podcasting used to be quite hard in the sense of people to consume it and it still is but i think by the end of the year 
we're going to get to a point where the these apps start to merge into one. So you have an audio app where you can listen to music, then listen to a podcast, mm. and it's going to be a lot more integrated. Mm. Futurist Josh, over and out. Well, I think like Google, for instance, uh, Google just incorporated podcasting into search. And yeah, so if you, you sent me that email. Yeah, so if you look on, if you search for a podcast in Google on Android, you can start to play the files. Yeah, it's sick. I, I had this thought um, yesterday of, I'm, I still don't know quite what it looks like, but creating like a creator's support group, mm-hmm. it's a play on it being a support group. So it's mm-hmm. not, it's, it's not, more meaning every, every creator goes through that thing of, Oh, I can't do it. There's a reason why, or mm-hmm. I, I feel shit. And um, it is the exact same thing that everyone who has previously done it has gone through, just at a different level yeah. or a different time. And I think there's definitely something that could be created where people can get together mm-hmm. and, you know, hear the experiences of everyone else. I think if you're doing it alone, yeah. that's the hardest fucking thing. You know what? I just had an idea. What is it? I think we could actually do this. I think we could even try and get it get it going before we go away. Um, the th- that idea just what I was thinking about was I was thinking about meetups, and the problem mm. that I have with meetups is that it's a lot of opportunity for people to talk about what they're going to do and like, oh man, yeah, I've thought about it, mm. and it's sort of very contained, and then people leave. It's sort of like a conference. You fucking you get real pumped, and then you go home and do fuck all. <laughs> what about um, we if we were to have a venue, well, I've got one in my office. Yeah, no. Well, I'm thinking like even something that's more um, like a bar type of scenario where we could say every fortnight, uh, we have podcasts from around Melbourne doing shows. So basically, that's rather than so one of the things that we've talked about is the you know live shows are really interesting the thing Mm. is you need an audience right and when you're getting started you don't necessarily have it but what about if you treated it almost like an open mic or like a comedy thing where it's like Mm. this is something that's open like we we do a live podcast every second wednesday and we fucking invite local podcasts so people who are just into this format can fucking come along Mm. And so you have, say, a 50-seater, they might be filling only 20 seats with people who listen to their podcast already and they get this new audience. Oh, that's cool. So you can, yeah, so you're building audience but also creating content. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I think that could be really fun. It's like like a... It's like an open mic for stand-up type of thing. But um, you could definitely... Bring guests, interesting interviews, who have you got this week... Maybe it could be two podcasts, two different podcasts, back to like back to back. Yeah, you only want to limit it. Yeah, thirty minute spots. It's like a comedy show. Yeah, thirty minute spot. And then getting um, could even get like some people emceeing and, and stuff. I think that'd be fucking cool. You know who would emcee it? B Mac, fucking hype fucking, man. Hype fucking, man would promote the shit out of be this. Fucking handing out drink cards. <laughs> Just going, fucking go help yourself. Go grab something nice for yourself. Mate, Thanks for being treat here. Treat your fucking self. Yeah. To a little Bacardi breezer. I think that's an okay idea. I like it. I mean, fuck now, like it's, I always say, okay, well, what, what's the next steps? How can we make it happen? Um, I think that it could definitely, it, it's just like doing comedy stuff, but that's what I'm seeing is it's like the, um, uh, 
what happened within comedy where you create a bit of a community. Mm. You know, that's one thing that we've been talking about is just having other podcasters on. Well, the, I mean, it's just a, a basic idea. Yeah. This is just segueing into ideas yeah. um, and sleep. Uh-huh. Fuck, man, you have to listen to it. Joe Rogan podcast with a neuroscientist talking mm-hmm. about sleep and just um, it goes through everything you could possibly imagine, um, you know, from memories of your dreams and how when you wake up, they're vivid and within 10 minutes, they're gone. That's why people have like books next to, to their bed to write, to write them down. Well, yeah, dreams are fucking weird. Yeah. But he talks about sleep and um, how sleep can connect the pathways of your ideas to, mm-hmm. you know, problems. So you can solve problems. It's like saying, you know how they say sleep on it? Yeah. It's yeah, well, sleep it's creating on. probably neuro pathways or whatever the fuck they say. Well, the benefit in sleep yeah. is, oh, this is the craziest thing. We're all having low levels of brain damage while we're awake. Mm, I feel it. <laughs> and it's usually when I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Increased by I, 10%. I'm hearing the buzzes. Is but it? when we go to sleep, it is restoring our brain. Oh, so it actually restores. So it yeah, repairs? Yeah, so it's repairing. So we're having low level brain damage. Yeah. Especially if you're watching the amount of Peppa Pig I am yeah. with Bodie. <laughs> Fuck. And so you, you're sleeping. That's why probably you know, babies are developing. It's just just fucking growing your mic technique right now is fucking like you've got it you're pointing the mic down like you look like some sort of rapper that's yeah. about to freestyle <laughs> it doesn't sound great just fucking it doesn't no nah. uh. i find that with these specific microphones it's good to be like around your chin and so you're not talking fucking yeah. popping your peas down like that but like right. uh, but anyway you don't have the head of headphones we're currently in my uh, apartment and um uh, yeah, so I'm always listening in for audio and Tommy's yeah. just uh, freestyling with his mic. Talking Look, about the apartment. You're moving out. Yeah. And so I've had the, the normal clusterfuck that is um, dealing with property managers and things like oh, that. Oh, God. So they're, they're okay. The ones that we've... Like our landlord is awesome and he's just like... Tell the story about the camera that caught the incident. Oh, yeah. So I... um. I was uh, in Auckland traveling and um, I knew that they were, that the property manager was coming to our place to inspect. And I have security cameras all set up in my home office, a couple of them. So when there's emotion detected, I get told. And so I had all my, this was sort of, um, it's been like three years ago. So I had like my podcasting set up then. I had. Something it was, you know, we use something very portable now, but I had a, a desk and sort of like big mic mm. arms and all that sort of thing. Anyway, I so I got the notification, just clicked on to see if it was them. It was the the property manager and the landlord. Because you get push notifications, you did yeah. get push yeah. notifications when it senses motion. Yeah. And then it's so cool. So yeah. I got a push notification. I, I watched them in my home office. Basically, the the property manager was saying that they wanted to increase my rent because they saw all the camera, uh, they saw all the gear. What, can you just do an impersonation, slip into character? Oh, so they were like, oh, oh, look at this setups. Quite nice, isn't it? I don't think, um, I think we'll be okay here um, increasing, increasing the rent without a problem. 
type of thing. But the funny thing was, I remember it now. There was two. They did. They had a. Um, the landlord wasn't there for that one. Okay. And then there was a second one that was months later that was with the landlord. And I saw the real estate, like the property manager trying to push him on increasing the rent. And he was just like, I was hearing the conversation that they were having. They were saying how neat we were. And they're like, oh, do you think they cleaned this especially like before we came? Because this is like pretty neat. And uh, so I knew that as leverage. So they were... um, yeah, I would just go hard on requests and stuff, and just and, and um, I remember we had one instance where they um, I I knew that they um, were happy, really happy with us, right? And the landlord wasn't happy with the property manager, so he changed property managers, and they sent us this uh, letter when we started, basically with all the rules around giving money for rent, and basically it was like in. All there was like bold and capital letters, and basically saying, "If you miss payment, blah blah blah, we do not accept part payments." I wrote them an email because I knew that they thought they were good. I said, "I don't know who you're used to dealing with, but um, your your letters a bit unacceptable. It's um, you know, don't treat us like this. Basically, like if this is the if this is the tone that we're going to start this relationship on, we expect a bit better." <laughs> what did they say? They were just like, I, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember, but I remember they, um, the, I remember I slammed them for a, um, they got, gave us a late fee or whatever, which was based on some bullshit that they were, um, they were trying to take out a day early than what, and mm. we'd set up auto transfers and stuff. Okay. So they charged us like, you know, 40 bucks or whatever for a late payment. You got out of that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I did. I remember just, Doing the same sort of thing. But anyway, so, uh, you know, the I, I got a call yesterday yeah, uh, from a guy who was, I didn't know who it fucking was. You know, went like, it looked like a familiar number. And so, I thought, I think this must be a client that I haven't saved into my phone. Yeah. And I was like, you know, hello, this is Josh. He says, oh, hey, it's uh, Sven here. I was like, oh, hey. And so, like, you're trying to process, like, who's fan? who's this person? Yeah, do I know where? Like, I'm trying to place him. It's like, oh yeah, so I just got your number. I, um, I need to organise to get photos taken of the property, right? So Bree had had a conversation with the property manager saying that we need they need photos to be able to get new tenants in. Okay, which is fine. But I was like, it's not your problem, though. Yeah, you're out yeah. of lease, which which is fine. Like, I'm happy to. I'm not an asshole. I want to help them. But the thing is, it was a shit time to like. I was a. Uh, I think we were, you were just arriving or something like that for the the podcast. I said, look, I'm just heading into a meeting. I said, initially I was, I said, my partner looks after a lot of this stuff. I said, um, I'll give you, I'll send you a text message with her email address Mm -hmm. and just email is the best thing. And so he's like, okay, thanks. Enjoy your meeting or whatever. (laughs) And so hang out. Podcast, you fucking Uh, idiot, Sven. Uh, So I then... Uh, hear Bree's phone ring like 20 minutes later and she's like oh yep yep photos uh huh I, like, <laughs> I was just like nah. I just I was sort of like with my hand just sort of doing a cut off thing I'm like tell me to email Sven's yeah. throat <laughs> <laughs> tell me to fucking email because my thing is I just fucking I don't know I just in that scenario when I, I just feel like there's a, a need to be a little bit fucking respectful of our time like it's 
work hours. I get that he needs to do something, but it's just like, I feel like in those scenarios, he should have just sent a fucking one-line email being like, Easy. hey, can we organize What it? was the end result? Uh, I think Bree said, I've got to speak to my partner and we'll get back to you. Because it is just like, I, and this is the hard bit. I, I understand the... Um, his desire just to get it locked in. He's a photographer, wants to, you know, smash out his week. But um, there's also the thing of like when you're moving, you've got like we've got a Trello board of all the shit we need to do because we're selling oh everything. We've got like um, got to get Don't rid go of down that rabbit hole. All, uti- all the utilities, all the like fucking get- getting rid of Foxtel, all of that shit. Oh, fucking hell. There's so much to do. And what you see is, right, just taking a uh, overview of the situation – this guy who's probably run his own business yeah. is experiencing someone else who has so much shit going on. Mm-hmm. And when we find friction in in the convers- or the communication yeah. with people, it's probably just because there's something going on with them yeah. or something going you know, something going on with you. Yeah. It's like everyone is giving low levels of pushback because we're not communicating. One hundred percent, which you don't have to communicate. Yeah. You don't have to tell them everything that's going well, on. But I you. also think it's like um, the communication method. I find interesting. Like I, um, oh, before I, I forget, yeah. I've got to bring up that LinkedIn. Oh yes, communication, well, which I'll this get is, to. Well, this is very quick. Like I just think that I'm um, not stubborn, but I'm. I feel like I've got less. Um, uh, what's what's the word? Fucking less care in speaking on the phone for people who haven't like pre-planned that conversation. Not to be, it sounds like I'm being a fucking tosser. No, but, I know what you mean. But it's that thing of like, if I'm in the middle of something, like just like I don't like interruptions from people that I actually like and that I'm friends with when I'm fucking deep in work or trying to work, him calling, I don't know, like should I... Just set do not disturb. Like Brie freaks out with the Brie is very good at multitasking. I'm sure. Like Brie can so have. She thinks. Yeah, she. Well, I just feel like she. Um, she gets it done, and she manages to do like a fairly good job. Whereas if I was to say take that call, mm-hmm. then it will put everything else mm-hmm. out of whack, and I'll be fucking late for that thing and doing yeah. all. No, with you. No, yourself. If you to go with the flow, you're probably going with someone else's flow. Yeah. Because you haven't set your own path. Yeah. Would you ever do the do not... Like, I'm tempted to start just having my phone on do not disturb. Okay, I got an email. I sent somebody an email. It came back to me as an autoresponder mm-hmm. saying something around, we, you know, we value deep work and so we only respond to emails once a day. Uh-huh. I got that autoresponder followed by a response. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking do that. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's like you've talked about autoresponders. Yeah, it's hard it's, to get it right. Well, it's hard, but I think I get it because then it gives you the option to not respond because you've sent this previous thing. Mm-hmm. But if you do respond and the autoresponder was on, it's contradictory to the auto response. Yeah, I think it shows that they've got respect for you, but like you've managed to. Yeah, but it, but it's also not honouring the system. It's weird. Unless, so, unless they say we only check our emails at 1pm and you sent it at 12.30. Maybe. But it ha- oh, no, it happened twice. Happened twice. Okay. At a completely different yeah. time. And so all that made me think was at a glance, that's not they haven't got that right. And so why would I even think that? I think it's like, I, I always think it if someone's just to have a brief look and so it's like, 
what's your business at a glance? What's your um, what's your uh, personal brand at a glance? Yeah, and because that's all people are really giving you these days mm-hmm. is just a quick glance. What's that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, got it. And so it's a headline. It's something, but it's like how do you sort of form formulate what you're doing? Yeah. For pe- for those people who are just at a glance, I think the thing that's hard with us is we've got these sort of uh, we've got this two pronged business where it's like we're in the business of creating content, but actually the business is in solving problems, mm. you know, building brands, communicating, and we're using the mechanism of content creation mm. as a way of doing that and so when you view it in that point of view then it becomes actually we need to prioritize communication we need to be emailing and be on on all of that sort of you know on that uh, bandwagon the the fa- bringing the world of creativity together with you know solid communication communicating your idea communicating the process mm. is the challenge yeah the accidental creative is a great um podcast that i listened to Uh, i've I've sent a couple that was the one that michael bungay stainer was on i like that one yeah but um yeah that guy's got a got uh he's got a i think it's called herding tigers or something like um how to how to lead creative teams Mm. he's got a, a book um yeah so i think that there's a um there is that balance and i think that you know, I've been in the service industry, you know, creating videos for people for over 10 years and I'm just trying to work out what I want that to look like now. Mm. And I think that you're like in the same boat. Like I think everyone's in the same boat where it's like if your job, if you're a graphic designer, copywriter, you know, video production house, whatever it is, Mm. there's that constant balance of, uh, how to provide a great level of service and still get shit done. Yeah. So this LinkedIn thing, you got a LinkedIn. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, I'm not. I don't quite know um, how what I think about this just yet. But let's mm-hmm. discuss a guy named Bruno. He is a Perth corporate headshot and portrait specialist. Yeah. Go on. Interesting. So, you know, when you get a LinkedIn request, you can add a, add a note to it. Your mic technique just then was horrendous. I scratched my nose. When you scratch talking. your nose, we can't hear you. Go on. <laughs> anyway, um, so the note that he left with the request to connect mm. is, Hello, Tommy. I'm reaching out to connect because I saw you comment on Zeon's previous post. Mm-hmm. We interviewed him the other day about his return on investment on his LinkedIn strategy and direct client inquiries. Mm-hmm. And then he sent a link to it. Your take on this is appreciated. Regards, Bruno. I respect the like heart, like on the ground marketing of what you've done. It's interesting though. It's interesting to see he's seen me comment. This guy, he's a really lovely guy, Zeon Ong. I would actually love to have him on the podcast. He's he's got like a um, it's almost like the King Kong style agency, which yeah. is so King Kong is like a local agency that uh, what they do content and stuff. Uh, no, they it's do more, digital marketing. It's all real, yeah, like numbers, digital marketing, yeah. Facebook stuff, Google and, AdWords. Yeah, 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 getting people um, you know sign ups and shit uh-huh. like that it varies. 
But Zeon has been commenting on my stuff. He's really lovely. And he's got some really cool stuff that he's making. Um, and so I, I must have commented on it. And this guy's gone through the links. So the approach is go through other people's videos of the content we've created for them. And then... Okay. So Bruno, so Bruno, we, so I feel like what's interesting here is the question is, I wonder what Xeon thinks about this. Yeah. Like would, um, and I guess it's a... Leveraging the connection of Xeon and I, yeah. which was very organic. He just saw some of my stuff, started commenting mm. and now he's, he's, he's piggybacking it. It feels like to me, like I think it's okay. I think that there's smarter ways of doing it. Yeah. Like I don't think you, like... In one regards, I appreciate the authenticity yeah. because he's not trying to fucking like create some sort of a fake story. I think that for me, I'd probably, if I was, uh, say say if I thought, and I guess this is uh, less of a volume game and more about qu- quality leads or whatever, quality relationships. If I was Bruno, I would click onto your LinkedIn I would then consume your content mm. and I would write a YouTube comment on your content, on your videos yeah, yeah, and actually yeah. and subscribe and be engaged. And then when you naturally start having conversations, then being able to say like, you will naturally look at his content and what he's doing. And then, you know, six months later, you're talking mm. and he, he can say, oh yeah, I saw... Um, it's funny how we we connected. I actually saw a comment on Xeon. That's the um, yeah, yeah. That's a longer approach, and I think you know he's probably a business owner. Sounds like you know. what does he want? So he wants you. I don't know to, what um, he wants. He wants you to view his content. Yeah, so he's he's put the link in there too. I haven't even clicked on it. It must go to like a video. I can't even click on it. And that's so a LinkedIn issue. Yeah, as a business, you you have to be doing something, right? Yeah. And I appreciate that that's a something. Like, I don't, I'm not offended at all by yeah. that. It's like, if if anything, he's thought that he found a good link mm-hmm. to be able to. Uh, I think have that's fine. In. I think it's pretty. It's pretty low level shit. I think. Um, I don't do. We we still need to do talking about a few closer loops or rehashing loops. We still need to do our cold emails. Yeah. Uh, which so, was on a previous episode. Yeah, the hard thing is making promises on. <laughs> And also spying on, spying on you. I oh. still haven't spied on you yet. I had moments where I'm like, oh, this would be a good one. I thought about flying up to Brisbane. <laughs> that would have been so funny. <laughs> Miss your flight. You <laughs> cost you two grand by the time yeah. you get home. You got no footage. But yeah, I thought that would have been um, been funny. But uh, oh. it's hard to prioritise at the moment. Um, yeah, no, it's um, the social, you know, reaching out a lot. So I think we've spoken about it a lot. I think it's um, all of this comes down to communication, doesn't mm. it? Everything that we're talking about is um, even doing a podcast. The part that people struggle with is how do I communicate to the world mm. with what, like my ideas, um, and where do I fit? And um, I've got a friend who's uh, been working on a podcast. There's people who do way more work than we do. But they haven't fucking released it. It's like they've really? created nothing at all. What so are they I've doing got, that for? Well, I've got like a mate who's done six amazing like high-end podcast episodes where it's like fucking sound designed and it's all like built out. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, I was speaking to him about the, oh, like, hey, when are you releasing that thing? He's like, oh, I still need to, I want to get a few more in the bank before I start releasing them weekly. And um, then I was like, how many have you got? And he's like, oh, I've got six that are done. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? There's six like, weeks of content. Yeah. And so I think that that's um, re- removing that barrier to entry. So it's like, just fucking get it out there. Cause I, I told you, dude, this is the support group that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah. Creative support group. Get together. Just f- encouraging. But it needs to be more because I literally, I have uh, friends who will contact me and I'm completely fine with it where they're like they're working within a business they're a creative within a bigger business and they've got no other like-minded people and they'll say hey man I'm just feeling a bit down or I'm just like I need some fucking pump up and we'll literally go out to lunch and we'll be talking about fucking YouTube and strategies yeah. and different ways of doing stuff and that's enough for them to fucking have fuel to go on and do all the other things yeah so, but that's what I'm saying it's like not everyone has those friends that they're yeah. talking about creating with. Yeah, so it's definitely... I think it's just about, um, I think, creating authentic community that is um, engaged and that is... I feel like I'm using a lot of weasel words, but... That weasel words? Weasel words. To get out of... No, well, no, they're just like engaged, community, like all, I don't know, a bit sort of corporate. But I think that the um, the tough bit is... Maybe getting the right people together. Mm. Like, and actually, I think the problem that I've had with meetups previously is that, uh, yeah, there is a lot of talking going on or that it could be used as um, comparison or things like that where it's like... I think if you set the agenda, if you set the sort of tone of the meetup, I think you're talking about fucking WordPress meetups and internet stuff and like... But if you're the creator of one of these and you are and you can say, this is what it's for. And you can't get bogged down in thinking that um, everyone's just going to talk because that's the reality. Like Craig Harper, Matt, motivational speaker. Yeah. You know, I, I say to him and I've said, I've had the discussion around, oh, but, you know, people are just hearing the same thing. You know, they're mm. coming to you twice. They're going to hear you say the same stories. But people need to hear it 20 times before, before they act. Yeah. And so the support of someone going, dude, you just need to post. Dude, yeah. you just need to post yeah. constantly might be enough for them to go, okay, hit the... Well, I've literally, I've done that with uh, a friend of mine who's um, in Canada. She's uh, uh, sort of, has sort of an entrepreneurial background um, worked in startups, things like that, decided to make the move to video, doing video stuff. And um, I'll do like a FaceTime with her for like 40 minutes. And just because she's in like this... Uh, Is it the $700 half an hour one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the big <laughs> consulting sessions. No, it's just like a good a good chat where she'll say, uh, like she's in a um, near Banff, I think. Mm. And so it's just great to... Um, she doesn't have heaps of creative people. It's great. We can chat for 40 yeah. minutes and... Afterwards, she's like, okay, yeah, I'm setting up this website, doing this thing, going to set, you know, and like that's really powerful. Having the confidence and maybe not even, it's not even having the confidence. It's just getting it done, talking about what you want to be doing. Mm. And for this, you know, the podcast, if, if we bring it back to starting a podcast, what would you say? It's like the benefit in just communicating to another individual or yeah. to somebody mm-hmm. chatting about things that are interesting and being able to form those links. I know for my brain how, how I work, yeah. it's like I'm starting to realize a lot of things 
Yeah, and you also need multiple input um, inputs too. So if you have only one mentor or one friend, you've only got like one bit of inspiration to pull from. But for me, like how much I've refined my like even accounting approach based on you have some friends that are super fucking pedantic and they'll go like extreme ends and get bogged down and do all these unnecessary things just because they're a bit fucking OCD. And then you've got the real loose friend who doesn't fucking take photos of their receipts and all that sort of thing. But you find a a middle ground. You borrow from all of them and say, okay, well, what's my version of this? Mm. And that's the same with content. You see people who are the extreme end where it's like they'll spend weeks on an edit and then you'll hang out with a friend who just smashes out a piece of content in a few hours and then you you take from all of them. And I guess that's the power of um, those meetups, things like that. Mm. But I think what it needs... it we need to promote the making. Yeah. And so I think that if we could, maybe it's the, you know, we don't have, so within radio, if I use the radio analogy, maybe there's there's a sense that you need to have, you know, in the 90s when you were, you were wanting to become a fucking radio personality or whatever yeah. you would a presenter you would have a tape and you'd put together your best bits and you'd get air checks i wonder what the the new age equivalent of that is maybe you don't need to do any of that because you put it out there and it's being seen and heard by all those mm. people mm. it's self-awareness or willingness to mm. work out and, and see what the experience of being around you is like yeah so, like, listening back to your podcast, our podcast, what's the, what's Josh's experience? What's the Josh experience for someone else yeah. in the room? Well, actually, you know what? You talk about what you want to create. I think that we're almost creating this right now with the podcast. Mm. We're giving people a new perspective. And it's like what I loved, and I've spoken about it a bunch, when I was like 14 years old listening to podcasts and watching video podcasts and you'd be learning about like these are people who are living in San Francisco and they're all their mates are within you know tech so Gary Vaynerchuk who a lot of uh, people know now is the crazy uh, dude from New York who has VaynerMedia and he's always talking about the fucking hustle and shit like that hustle yeah I was you know I was first introduced to him and his content back, it would have been like 2004. 23 years ago. <laughs> so it's like, that would have been, yeah, 14 years ago. Yeah. And um, he was the wine guy and he was just fucking making videos and reviewing wine and he was using a really, um, you know, a small um, uh, video hosting site called Vidler. So it was like, this was when YouTube and Vidler were probably like a similar size, right? right? And, and he there put was, all these chips on Vidler. Yeah, and so he was <laughs> flopped. Well, so it was Vidler, Vimeo, YouTube. And so like for me, that's so exciting. And hopefully we can bring a bit of that to this podcast where it's like you can be anywhere. You can be in fucking Tokyo right now mm. listening and you're going to gain interesting insights about Melbourne and about just fucking our perspective and that's what I've been I've been listening since starting this podcast I've made an effort just to listen to to more as well to more podcasts yeah one of the things Gary V's saying he's I think he said it for a while it's um rather than standing on your soapbox and I, I metaphorically uh-huh. um being the expert talking about 
how you know you know how to do this or this is how you do something yeah documenting what working it out so for us a tagline for this show is to uh, a dummy's guide to life yeah by two dummies we're yeah. working it out right yeah. we talk about stuff that we might not think in three months we might learn a lesson we mm-hmm. talk about stuff that we don't know yeah and we're trying to work out well it's not yeah we're not the fucking experts we're just just spitballing and then hopefully, you know, this is the chat that people have over lunch. Mm. Uh, and if you're freelancing, maybe, you know, working from home, you don't get uh, get exposed to that. We did get a, uh email from Michelle uh, for, in regards to our last podcast around the direction of the show. She said, you've hit the nail on the head having the conversations that no one else is having. That's why I follow social media and barely watch broadcast TV anymore. Mm. So I think that that... Definitely like having those um, fringe conversations and just um, I definitely relate to doing this um, every single day, trying to think of different things to talk about. Um, And I think that we'll start to bring more, I don't know, I feel like I'm constantly in life desiring more structure. Yeah, it's like I need another structure brings um, security, safety. Yeah, like a hundred percent. And like for me, I'm always working quite unstructured. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, I think if you were locked down in structure, it'd start to fuck you over. Yeah, your head would start going. I want less. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now it's all. I think part of structure is having less. Anything else that you want to bring up, or you're uh, just looking at your phone? Nah, it's all good. It's a daily talk show, everyone. Please, uh, we. Uh, appreciate when you do email like uh michelle does i'm glad that my uh big push yesterday was so effective <laughs> it was good um hi at the daily talk show.com yeah and we still have that po box and we will and i'm actually i want you to um if you can look after my po box while i'm away yeah po box 400 abbotsford three zero six seven all right guys have a good one